There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're going to talk about food. What food is best for us? What if we don't you know, think certain foods are good? What if we have a fear about certain foods? What if we have a, like a spiritual practice around for foods? What if we're, we think that killing animals is bad and we shouldn't be eating animals? What if we then have this craving for other foods we haven't been eating before? So we all have these questions around food, which is best for us. How do we figure out what that is? And so today we're going to dive into a question that Sir Gunn gave to Joshua, and we'll talk about Joshua's answer. And so let's welcome everyone to the round table. Sir Gunn, how are you? Great. Hi. Hi. And we have Wendy Pierce. Hi, Wendy. Well, hello there, everybody. And Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Okay. So this is a topic that we're all into. All humans have to eat food. We're all wondering what's good, what's bad, what's good for us. Joshua wrote a book called The Joshua Diet that sort of explains all this. And then, you know, if you get into what is really going on in The Joshua Diet, you realize that there's a key to all of this. And so today we're going to talk about that. So what do you guys think about food? Is there anything that you don't eat now? Well, I do try to go with more organic foods, and I do try to stay with grass-fed beef and organic chicken and wild-caught fish and things like that, because I remember back, wow, when I first started, I asked Joshua a question about this, and I liked their answer in that it was something around, I don't remember the exact answer, but it was something around the animals that are raised on farms where they're they're free to roam. They're free to do their thing. They're not stuck in cages. They're basically living their best life. What else is a cow going to do, right? So they're living their best lives and their purpose is for food. And they realize that coming in. And so I don't have issue with that. The things I have issue with is the mass producing of the cows and the chickens and shoving them in little cages. I do not eat veal. I'm very strongly against the veal because of how they're raised. I've never eaten veal. <laughs> I never will eat veal, veal willingly. I mean, somebody snuck it to me or something, but I, I won't eat it. And there's just some things like that that I feel strongly about. But other than that, I just try to be a conscious eater. Okay. How about you, Tracy? Um, that's a good question. So I really, um, I eat whatever I feel like eating. I don't really, um, pick and choose and say, oh, I can't eat that because um, people say it's not good for me or Mm -hmm. they say this is bad. Mm -hmm. I listen to my body and if I eat something and it feels good to me, then that food is good for me. And I know that. I don't, you know, because if you think about it, go back many, many years, um, how many times have they said Eggs are good for you. Oh, no, eggs are bad for you. Right. Oh, eggs are really great for you now. <laughs> oh, wait, eat the egg, but just the white, not the yolk. And, you know, it's yeah. just, and me as a personal trainer for many years, um, you know, I learned a lot through doctors and different uh, dietitians and people and what they believe and what they say. And it really all comes down to um, how does it make you feel in your body? That's what's good for you. Always concentrate and realize, listen to yourself because nobody can tell the masses what's good and what's not good because we are all so very unique and different and our bodies process different foods differently. So eat what's good for you and And know that. And Sirgan, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. I (laughs) I love the idea of being the kind of person that could eat whatever looked good to me. The thing that I am finding is that 
after I eat it, I don't always feel so good, even right. if I'm intending to before. Um, so I'm, I'm on a little bit of a journey and I'm recognizing that because I've come off of, oh, at least 10 years of being, you know, very oriented towards one type of eating. They've been different types of eating. I started with being raw vegan. That was like my big uh, entry wow. into, you know, uh, taking control. It was very controlling of my diet. Yeah. Um, and there were parts of it that I loved and parts that were, that like excluded me from the rest of society. So yeah. there's a lot of layers to mm -hmm. diet for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true of everyone, I think. Yeah. And like Tracy was saying, I think becoming more conscious eaters, like I used to just like, like graze. graze and not even know what I was eating. And all of a sudden, oh, I ate that. And like not even really remember that I ate it. And so now I try to be more in the moment when I'm eating something. And like, like the diet, Joshua diet says, how do I feel after that? Did it feel good? Okay. It didn't feel so great. Well, maybe next time choose something different. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, when I did the Joshua diet, there's a thing in there where you eat one food by itself between lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. So you just test it and nothing else can be with it. So it has to be individual. Like I would have a piece of leftover steak, right? And mm -hmm. so I'd eat that just by itself, nothing on it. And how do I feel when I'm eating it? How do I feel afterwards? How do I feel an hour afterwards? Mm -hmm. I did that with a bunch of foods. And the ones that really came up for me were any fruit. So I would have an apple. Yeah. I know the back, I noticed the back of my throat was really scratchy an hour later. Uh -huh. Another time I had an orange and I had little welts on my wrists uh, an hour later. And wow. so it was super obvious to me that there was something about fruit that my body didn't process. Yeah. And the interesting thing about all this is when you listen to anyone who talks about what's good for the masses, they're basing it on studies. And these studies for food can't be done because you can't have a control group. Right. You, everyone's an individual. So you take a thousand people who eat meat. Well, what else are they doing? Are they exercising? Are they eating grass fed? Are they eating French fries and hamburgers or are they eating a steak and as asparagus, right? Okay. Um, what's their mental state? You know, there's too many variables in that. So food studies just can't work. Yeah. There's no control group. There's no one saying don't eat anything. You know, there's none of that. And mm -hmm. So what I got out of the Joshua diet was you do these experiments all the time and then you say that everything with your body is perfect as it is now because it allows you to explore whatever you're exploring. It doesn't need to be different. And this was a, when Joshua was talking about Astrid's question about losing 20 pounds, it's like if you are now exploring being a marathon runner, your body has to adapt to that, right? That's a new exploration. And the body you have isn't adapted to that yet, so it will change to be that. But if you're exploring typing and talking, then the body works perfectly for, for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I decided to explore, okay, what would it be like if I was lean? And I didn't expect anything to have to change, but I was guided to what worked for me, which is intermittent fasting um, and Really, that's all that it is now. It, for a little while, it was I was trying keto and I was trying the carnivore diet and stuff like that and realized that wasn't working for me. And so now it's just I don't eat breakfast and I'll just have coffee. And then what happened was I used to be starving by lunch when I would have a shake in the morning. And so now I'm not even hungry at lunch. It's 11.14. I have absolutely no hunger at all. haven't had a thing. I didn't eat anything yesterday until 4 o'clock. And... That was fine. And, and so it's like this not needing to get food in because you're starving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, that worked. But it's not going to work for everyone. People will find whatever they find. Yeah, I yeah. agree. For me, it's carbs. I have to stick, stay away from carbs. They may, I don't feel well. Like I can go like you to midday and not eat anything. But if I have carbs in the morning, forget about it. But I wanted to touch on, you said mental state. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think as as a, a blended bean, mm -hmm. we could eat just about anything if we're in the 
proper mental emotional state right and that's not easy to attain sure because if you feel guilty about what you just yes. ate you just got out of that mental state exactly or if you even have a thought of oh maybe i ate too much or oh you know this isn't this is too much sugar or whatever the case might be that triggers you out of that state yeah uh anything and that's so funny because we're we're so used to being in resistance Mm-hmm. And we're not even realizing that's resistance. Right, right. Guilt here, that's resistance, you know. Right, Just right. I wish this body was different than it was. That's mm-hmm. resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. never going to lead to what you truly want. Yeah. And I think, you know, prayer, when people pray before they eat, I think that, like with many other parts of religion, have been distorted over the years. But for me, it's like almost you're, you're blessing the animal, you're blessing the food, you're thanking the earth for the food. But in the same vein, too, you're putting yourself into that mental state of being aware of what you're eating and being in the moment with your food. But, you know, that's kind of got all, gone out the window for so many people these days because fast food and eating fast, you just sit down and eat and got to go. Whereas if you were to take your time and be in the moment with the food and allow it to nourish your body as your body needs to be nourished, then everything's perfect. It's just right. our physical state doesn't always let us do that. It's almost yeah. like setting intentions before you. Yeah. Yeah. A prayer is yeah. an intention. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 The place I can eat pretty much whatever I want is Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I'm so distracted by everything else that I, I'm i not, like, worried about what I just ate, I found. And I'll, I'll come back from Disneyland and I go, huh, that was interesting, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting, because that's like the opposite. You're distracted, so you're not even really. But then maybe yeah. your inner being, your inner self is kicking in and allowing it to to work for you. Right. Well, I think cause I, and I don't feel the same way about Disneyland too now, but I used to feel like, Oh, I'm in this really high vibing state because I'm having so much fun and I can get there now without going to Disneyland. But like <laughs> you're, it, it's not, I guess it's not so much that I'm distracted. It's like, I'm just high vibing and I'm yeah. having a good time. And so mm-hmm. everything I'm choosing yeah. is good. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not stressing about it afterwards. You know? Right. You're not thinking beforehand, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Why am I yeah. eating this? Is this going to make me feel like crap or whatever? You're just yeah. like, yeah, I feel great. Oh, this looks good. Yum. That was great. Yeah. Everything yeah. is great. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you go on vacation and eat whatever you want to eat and not gain a pound or lose a pound? You know what yeah, I mean? Because you're enjoying. A lot I just, yeah. when I go visit my kids, I eat everything. I drink beer. I drink cider. I have pasta. I mean, whatever they're going for, I'm just right there too. And I'll come home and have lost two pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> you're being allowing. Yeah. yeah. You're just allowing I'm everything thinking, to oh, be. Eat this. It's like, okay, right. That's resistance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I used to tell people, you know, when they used to come, want to lose weight, exercise, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What should I eat? Everybody wants, you know, nutrition advice, nutrition advice. And I'd say, listen, you know, because they all look at me. Oh, what do you eat? You must not eat anything. I'm like, I really eat whatever I want. You know, if I want the brownie, I'm going to eat it. But here's the difference. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I am not going to be in resistance and say, oh, my God, I shouldn't be eating this. And after I eat it, I'm not going to say, oh, my God, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Oh, my God. No, it's like, hey, I ate the brownie. It was good. Okay, move on. Yeah. You know, you got to stay out of that resistant state or else your body will just not process it. Yeah. I think there's a thing about beliefs in here, too. So Joshua says all the time that you can jump out of an airplane without a parachute if you believed it and land safely. But you'll never believe that. You'll never be able to do it. And you have to realize that whatever beliefs you have around food are going to be there. So make the beliefs work for you. Do what you think will work. And Mm -hmm. I think what I think works is work, you know, going to the gym and simultaneously not eating a lot. We're not eating often. So just eating that once a day or twice a day, that, that seems to be working for me. But it also goes with my belief system. And, and Tracy works out 10 times harder than I do at the gym. She just goes for it. People are like amazed of her. So there is a, she's into that exercise thing. It works for her beliefs, you know. And, you know, so it, it has to go with what you believe now. And you can adjust the intensity of those beliefs but they're still going to be there to some extent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I go hard because I actually absolutely love it. You know, people would come to me, what can I do for exercise? How can I want to look like you? 
I'm like, first of all, you're not me, whatever. I said, you're you, be happy with you, but always find something that you enjoy because yeah. you can go and you can force it. You can, you know, do what people tell you to do and not enjoy any bit of that exercise. And I tell them it's not going to last. You can control it in the beginning. I says, but you know, it, there's going to come a point where you're going to get tired of it. You don't want to do it anymore. And then you're just going to go back to your old habits. Find something you enjoy, whether it's swimming, running, walking, whatever it is, any kind of exercise. It's always about the feeling, no matter what we're talking about, what we're doing. You know, that's, we can control, but. That's also in the Joshua diet is that you'll get guided to ways to move your body that work for you. Right. Instead of thinking I should be doing this, like I can't, I don't like running at all. I hate it. But I do like walking. <laughs> I love to walk. <laughs> yeah. I love walking. And I do this thing in the gym where I just walk around the track and then every lap I'll do some exercise and then I'll walk around, do another exercise, walk around. And by the time I've done it, I've gotten, you know, 6,000 steps in and I've done all the exercises and I've spent an hour or so there and then I'm good. And you enjoy it. Yeah. 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 yeah I like to walk outside. I love taking walks in the hills or at a yeah. park or someplace on the beach, just someplace outside. I love that. Yeah. So you're gonna, do you do any exercise, yoga, like crazy? Uh, not crazy, <laughs> no. Like no. once a month is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a, a few times a week. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. A few times a week? That's insane. Are, that's are amazing. <laughs> crazy. I would do it every day. I don't know why yeah. I don't. I just wow. make excuses, but yeah. No, I can use the corpse great. position. A corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Corpse and Savasana. That's his favorite. <laughs> All right. So let's get on to Sir Gun's question. Go ahead, Sir Gun. What, what about you? the quote? Yeah. What about the I had a great quote? Okay. All right. Yeah, I got the perfect quote. This is oh. great. It just is just all about what we just said, but here it is. Okay. When you feel good about yourself, your life, your relationships, your abundance, and everything else in your life, you will not need the distraction of things outside of yourself to feel good. A major distraction for many people is food. They eat not because their body craves the nourishment of something healthy, but for the change that the food will make to their emotional state of being. It might feel good initially, but like anything else, the effects will wear off. The Joshua diet is not about what you eat or do for exercise. It's about learning to feel good and then receiving the inspiration to choose foods and do things that are in alignment with how you feel. All right, that's Bravo. an awesome quote. Very yes. good quote. I think Mark Shahada is out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> Except that now no one needs to buy the book because you just said the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the website. Everybody could yeah. read it. It's a question really, from Audrey. Thinking, I want to read that book now. <laughs> you have to, yes. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? And where can they find that book, Gary? On uh, In Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, uh -huh. Books, Books A Million. What are any bookstores? B. Dalton. B. All the bookstores that have gone Just out of business. Google that shit. Yeah, yeah. B. Dalton. Yep. Kmart. <laughs> Blockbuster, it's in Blockbuster. Uh -huh. <laughs> Blockbuster. <laughs> no, Amazon is the only place you need to go for books. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Um, but yeah, that book, that is the only diet book in the history of the world that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a great book. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go. All right. Have you ever had someone on to read their own question? No, I don't think so. No, that's uh, so exciting, huh? I might have done. Uh, we, one yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, okay. there may have been one or two. Yeah, I do <laughs> yeah. remember one. All right, I, I'm going to do it. Dear Joshua, I am embarking on what sometimes seems like the giant task of figuring out what to eat again after years of following moderate to highly restrictive dietary plans. It's usually been in an attempt to control conditions, clear up acne or feel less lethargic or lose weight or save animals, etc. I realize that now. I find that many years of having very strong negative opinions about certain foods has left me wondering whether I actually don't handle certain foods well or if I am relying on some opinion I picked up along the way, a limiting belief, if you will. For instance, gluten, meat, dairy, alcohol, sugar, fermented foods, raw versus cooked foods, etc. 
Lately, when I look in the refrigerator at a menu, so many thoughts pour into my head, it feels like a needlessly overwhelming experience. Can you offer me some clarity on how I will find my way towards a more inspired approach to eating? Yeah. Um, today, so today we're having pulled pork sliders, pulled pork tacos, pasta salad with Ooh. jalapenos and stuff from the, uh, from the garden, um, with all kinds of different things. I don't think there's, well, except for the salads, there might be vegetarians in there too, but the, and chicken wings, right? So these people coming over from North Carolina, I don't know if there's a vegetarian in this town. It doesn't seem like that's the thing here. No, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> and then I don't know very many people who are not vegetarian. Yeah. Well, that's like birds of a feather. It's law of attraction, right? Yeah. I think I think I just brought a vegetarian from the north. So the, it will be oh, the only yeah. vegetarian at this entire party of 75 people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How fun. Big party. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing about eating to save animals is an interesting thing because if you realize, if you think, if you believe that the animals came here to be food, uh, which is what Abraham says, and I think every channel that I understand has said that, that that's, you know, they're experiencing. And so it's, it's putting yourself in their position, right? Because you don't know what their intentions were. You don't know how the whole thing works. You just don't have enough information. And this is what we do with our imagination so often is saying, how would I feel in that situation? And so therefore I wouldn't want to be there. So let's not even allow that to be a, a possible, you know, path of exploration. Let's just omit that. Joshua and Abraham have always said, if you had the power to instantly control your outer reality, pretty soon you'd be living in a blank white space. You would, <laughs> You would control everything out of it. Yeah. And what we want really is the diversity of experience. And, and you can see life as it is right now in this time has the greatest diversity of experience mm. ever mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. And this is why it seems to some people that there's a lot of chaos going on, especially if they pay attention to the news, because the news is always pointing out the extremes of experience, you know. Yeah. And from your perspective, experiencing what you're doing, that can feel fearful or mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. And if that, yeah. for me, if I tell myself I am a unique aspect of source here to experience physical reality, so why wouldn't I want to experience as much as I possibly can? Or yeah. allow everybody else and everything else to yes. experience what exactly. they want to experience. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Without totally. judgment. Total acceptance. Or control, right. Or control. Hmm, well. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, yeah, give up control. Isn't it amazing I, how pervasive control is, though, in everyday life? It's sneaky. Yeah, totally. We're realizing that control doesn't work and that we're programmed to control as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And so as we're letting, letting go of control, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do, you just start noticing how often you're wanting to control the conditions. Yes. Yeah. Or say something. Yeah. Yes. I had an example of that yesterday. I was looking at hotels. I was booking a hotel. And I was going back and forth, back and forth through all these different sites. Like, what, where is the best price on this hotel? You know, I'm driving myself crazy. And I, saw, I stopped and I thought, what am I doing? It's like a difference of 10 to 20 to $30. Big deal. But in my mind, I realized growing up, only a schmuck would not get the best possible price. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if you pay $10 more. Or if $5 more than you, you know, you just didn't do it right. Yeah. And so that was where my limiting belief was at. And when I let go of that, it was like, oh, click, done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once I realized right. what was going on in my head. Yeah. Is your passion finding the best deal? And if so, a lot of people, it is. It's fun for them. Yeah. Right. That's but right. would you prefer to spend your time doing something more yes. creative? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have, That's me, the difference. Done. Yeah. I right. Done. I don't have to think yep. about it again. Now, right. now, imagine the aligned way to do that would be to maybe meditate, get into alignment, yes. and say, find me the place that's going to be the best. Yes. You and know? I have done that in the past, like walked away from it, just like, nope, not going to do it right now. And then I get to a place where I'm feeling good and come back and boom, everything's right there. Bingo, bango, bam, I'm done. You just hit Easy, the nail on the head. Done. Yep. Because when you're in alignment, it's easy. And when you're out of alignment, don't force the issue. Come back to it later yep. on. Yeah. 
If it seems like effort or struggle, it's not the right timing. And you'll be inspired for the right timing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. We had amazing hotels in Paris and Amsterdam. Oh. And Sergan was at that same hotel that we were at, too. Yeah. No so way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then the one in Amsterdam, that the, the Paris one was already booked, so we didn't have a choice on that, but it turned out to be great. And it was a great area, great location. And then in Amsterdam, I just found this one that was pretty much one of the first ones I looked at, and it turned out to be the most amazing location. It was walking distance oh from the God. casino and all the museums and this famous high-end shopping street, and it was just, you could get everywhere from there. Wow. Perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. And they had free coffee in the morning. Wow. <laughs> no, um, that's not true. Uh, we stole coffee every morning. Sorry, Dale. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sarah, remember, they had this amazing machine at the hotel in Paris. In Paris. Where you just go there and you push a button. There's 15 different choices of different coffees. You push a button on everyone you want. And no, mix them I, together. You missed that? Missed that. Are oh you serious? God, it was so oh brutal. my god! It was cappuccino. Where was uh, this? Cappuccino. As soon as you come down out of the elevator, make a right. You go up the stairs oh, towards I the never dining. I made a right. Oh, oh my, god, my goodness! Oh, now that was free coffee every morning. That yeah. was phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Wow. It was so good. So advanced. So then we're thinking, then we got to, we just thought all hotels in Europe were like this. So we get to the one there and they had a similar kind of machine. So we're just making it there. And what well, you were supposed to write it down, what you had, and then just give it to the front desk. We oh. never wrote down our coffee. Do uh, details, details. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they were like four euros each. And we must have had a hundred of them. <laughs> no, I didn't have that much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how about you read for Joshua? Okay. Dear Sagan, clarity is always gained through the acceptance of what is. Doubt is created by the illusion of wrong. If you were to accept everything as good, you would be led easily and naturally to the foods that support your body. Your body is always moving toward what it needs to allow it to support your exploration. If you are exploring lack or the wrongness of something, your body will support you in that exploration, but maybe not in the way you imagine. Okay, so this is an interesting thing. So your body always supports you. And so if you get some chronic physical condition, that is your body supporting you. Yeah. That's not your body being wrong. Yeah, that's a big step, boy. Yeah. yeah. Realizing that. Or gaining weight. It's your body supporting you. If you're getting getting acne, well, that goes right here what acne is. And uh, so it's interesting just to have that framework in the very beginning of this question. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. Imagine the manifestation of acne. The acne arises to support who you truly are as you perceive yourself to be less than that. In the onset of acne, you can know for certain that there is a bit of fear in your vibration and the fear manifests as an unwanted skin condition. The acne is there to support you by allowing you the opportunity to discover a limiting belief about yourself. It's simply a reflection of your fear or wobble in your vibration. It is part of the reflection of that vibration. You do not want to clear the skin. You want to clear the wobble. That's a pretty good paragraph yeah. right there. <laughs> right? You don't want to clear the physical condition. You want to clear the wobble that creates the physical condition. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know, yeah. that takes a little work. You've got to dig a little deeper and figure out what the limiting belief is behind it and process it. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you go to a doctor, the doctor is going to clear the manifestation of, of the wobble or try to. Yeah. And so if you believe that the doctor has the power to do it, then that belief will alter what's happening, but does it clear up the underlying wobble? No. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it does, you know. Well, if you, yeah, like back to you said, like if you have the belief, then I, be, I believe then you've changed your belief and that eliminates the wobble. In my personal experience, my best friend Greg got cancer um, when he was about 35. And it was, uh, he had a big, huge tumor in his neck. And it was pretty bad. And so he had to go through a few rounds of chemo 
And so he went through all of that stuff, believed that that would work, but also completely changed his approach to life. He had just been married and he was going through this change in, you know, being single and going, being out there and now being in this committed relationship and sort of losing what his life was like before and not really realizing how, you know, wonderful life is. And they had, um, they had, they had had sex like the night before his first chemo and they had been trying to get pregnant before that and then they got that one worked right wow because they said after the chemo you'll never conceive again it's not possible and then so they had their first baby there and then they had another baby three years later wow it couldn't happen yeah wow that's awesome okay okay if you have intellectual issues around certain foods or what the consumption of those foods might mean to you or the animals themselves it is simply fear In a natural world with a high degree of clarity, you would know that no food is bad or wrong in itself. In the absence of fear, you would simply gravitate to certain foods that would allow the body to receive optimum well-being. In the resistance of certain foods, the body or something else will highlight the flaw in your reasoning. Yeah. Hmm. So, Yes, the, either the body or something else will highlight that flaw in the reasoning. Yeah. So if you are, but you know, you can, if you have these beliefs and you perfectly eat in alignment with those beliefs, then there's no really f- real flaw. Mm-hmm. It's the resistance to say, I wish I could do this, have this, but I can't because of this reason. Mm-hmm. So Bruce, who has this very strict way of eating, like like when he was in high school, he quit eating candy bars or potato chips for his mm-hmm. entire life. So he's wow. never had a bite of a potato chip or any candy bar, right? But he'll have chocolate, but it can't come in a bar form. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, he might have like, like veggie puffs or something, but it can't be a potato chip, uh-huh. that sort of thing. And so... Uh, you know, and he's in perfect shape. Uh, Fifty, he's my age, fifty-five. So he's in. He works out every day. He's really into it. So everything that he does aligns perfectly with his beliefs, and so there isn't any wobble around that for him. It's only yeah. thing. I wish I could do something different than I'm doing, but I can't do it because I have these beliefs. Right. Well, that's that's been something that I've been little like playing with since I started listening to Abraham years ago. Is like, okay, I know how I can feel good and eat this super strict diet, but can I feel good and not be so strict? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have more fun with it. So that's and, good. And have you tried to have more fun? Have you added? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I was on vacation, like quote unquote vacation, because uh-huh. I was touring in Europe for a few months. And so I was, you know, I had the vacation thing going. I was distracted. I was having a great time. And now I'm back in, you know, my, my life. And so I think it just, it, food just takes on a greater importance for some reason. It just takes up more of my mental energy. Well, this oh, is God, so common. This is the most <laughs> common so thing. Common. Yeah. yeah. I, just reading your question, Sir Gunn, just brought back so many memories of when <clears throat> I first started getting into um, health when I first became a personal trainer and then um, it was like, okay, now you got to, you know, take your extra credit classes. Mm. All right. So I go take this extra credit class, how to flatten your abs forever. Right. It's this whole weekend course. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to learn all these awesome exercises on, you know, how to flatten your abs. No, there was <laughs> no exercising at all. The entire conference was talked about food. And, you know, what it does to your body and all, you know, all this other stuff. So from there, I started reading, you know, these other articles by this doctor and this and that. And I literally would spend like two hours in the grocery store just reading labels. Like, what are the ingredients in this food? And, oh, my God, I have to try that raw vegan diet. Oh, my God, I got to try this. And that's going to make me feel good. I, I literally thought I was going crazy. I'm like, oh my God, there's just so much information. I don't, I don't know where to begin. And then finally I just sat down and realized, you know what? All right, everything's an experience. 
Try this. If you like it, great. You feel good. Awesome. Try that. Try that. You can try all different many things, you know, things that make you feel good. And it's mm-hmm. just about the experience. And then um, I found the intermittent fasting as well. And I really love that. I enjoy that. It makes me feel good. It makes my body feel good. I get to eat what I want. Um, and like Gary, I don't feel starving in the morning. I really, it's just become a habit where I just don't eat until 12, one, two o'clock, whenever I feel inspired, mm-hmm. you know, and I listen to my body. Oh, I'm hungry now. Okay. What do I want to eat? And whatever I, you know, whether yeah. it's salad or pulled pork or a hamburger or a cheeseburger, it's just whatever, you know. But well, that's something too, like the whole meal time thing is an mm-hmm. interesting thing. Oh, but yeah. It I is noon, so therefore you must, must eat. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's six, so we should think about dinner. Like, not are we hungry, but. Yeah. No, exactly. That's all the conformity of how people just go through life. I wake up every day. Why do you wake up? I don't know. I got to go to work. Why do you have to go to work? I don't know because they say I have to go to work. Oh my God, it's 12 o'clock. I have to go eat now. All right, it's lunchtime. Let's go eat. You know, this conformity when nobody's listening to their body. Listen to yourself. You know, that's the most important thing and feeling good. In my fattest period, I was almost 240 pounds and when we were working, our highlight of the day was lunch. Mm. And we would plan lunch all morning, you know. <laughs> and either someone would go out somewhere and get it and bring it back for the whole office, or we'd go out to a place. And whatever we got, because we were so hungry, was always, you know, just to satisfy, the most satisfying thing you could get. <laughs> but, we were, but that was it. We were so bored doing what we're doing. We wanted this break from it that was exciting right. and fun. That's yeah. 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 A lot of people use lunchtime as a way to get through the workday. Yeah. Yeah. And eating out of boredom. I've become so much more aware of that now. Just asking myself, are you hungry or are you bored? I'm bored. Okay, well let's find something else that we can do. You know, rather watch YouTube or yeah. Or read something, go for a walk. What helps too is I don't let you know buy stuff that's in the house too often. Yeah. Try not to. But it must be really hard when you have kids because yes. they want certain things and I would just be eating all that stuff. Plus, yeah. if I didn't finish anything, I'd probably eat that too. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. gotten into that. That's interesting. I did. Good. Yeah. I don't do that. My dad always had this expression. He said, it's better a waste on the plate than a waste in your stomach. Uh, that is so uh, smart. It is, is smart. So smart. <laughs> Our parents were like, everything, you've got to eat everything. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. Well, their parents were like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't eat. What about the starving kids in Africa? We're yeah. from Africa. <laughs> Ship it back to them. Oh, yeah. my God. If, we were, if, if you don't know, I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa. So we would all yeah. make those jokes. Yeah. We're from Africa. We're from Africa. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next one. Silly. Okay. Let's assume that everything is right and there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. So then, is gluten right? If there is no wrong, gluten must be right. Is it right for you? That's an interesting question. If you resist the general idea of gluten because you think it's bad or wrong, then you might avoid it. You do so from a stance of fear. In order to be safe from fear, you say, I must control my conditions in order to avoid that which I fear. Now, gluten itself is irrelevant. It's completely about your approach to the subject. Are you being a being of love or fear? Are you resisting or allowing? Are you being the creator of your reality or the victim of fate? It addresses your entire approach to life. This is true of anything that causes irrational fear. It's never the subject at hand. It's your entire approach to life. Well, there you go, Sir Gunn. (laughs) It's just your entire approach to life. Yeah, all you can do is... (laughs) Is completely switch your entire approach to life. No problem. No, yeah. Right. Well, I'm I'm working on that. That's that's uh, that's what we're doing, right, in the boot yeah. camp. Well, isn't it easier <laughs> when you just say everything's right, everything's okay? You can't get upset with anyone. You know, yeah. it. Yeah. You can, but you just feel silly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you say this person did this and that's wrong, you just say. Oh. That's not wrong. This is what, where they are. It has nothing yeah, to do with who they are. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen as a result of that. We're just, just using our untrained imagination to think the worst. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We That's always right. go to the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, not anymore. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Something came to me as you were reading that is that 
I think a lot of the diets that we choose to are linked to our identity. So like in the spiritual community that I'm in, a lot of people are not eating gluten. And it's almost like if you're not eating gluten, then that's a, an awareness that you have or like a, you know, a, another rung of your spirituality, you know, comes into your persona. Yeah. Ah, yeah, interesting. I'm more spiritual now because I don't eat gluten. So do you have any like gatherings, parties and stuff where you get together? Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. So bring cheeseburgers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what happened? What happened to Sir Gun? He's lost it. Yeah. She's no longer spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> She's lost the rung. Oh no. Lost She's spiraling rung. down out of control. Isn't that funny how religions all seek a form of control? And this is yes. really I wrote an article. We're gonna be I'm gonna be on the uh, cover of Love Attraction magazine, theoretically, in Christmas time. Mm. And so I wrote so jo- I wrote an article, not Joshua. Wow. And my friend Bruce sent me a article that was written by the Greek philosopher Epicurus. Mm. And he said the three pillars of life were cultivating friendships, finding meaningful work, and learning to live with less. Mm. And, and I could see that this is a form of trying to control your situation. You form meaningful ref- uh, friendships because it's easier to be yourself around those people who you perceive aren't judging you. But what about your family and stuff? You're still, you know, you're just sort of controlling this part. Find meaningful work. Well, often that meaningful work is how others perceive work to be meaningful. And then learning to live with less, that is, is, is learning to not let your desires that aren't coming through cause you suffering. And we say change that whole perspective of accepting what is and then moving to a vibrational match to what it is you want. So being authentic around everyone, you know, you have to change your whole perspective on life. You can't control anything. Um, Finding meaningful work is just doing what you're inspired to do. And learning to live with less is the antithesis to what we want to do. We want to be as abundant as possible. And it all boils down to the new approach to life is that everything is right. And so adopt that as the foundation of your life. Everything is right. There is no wrong. And then build on that. Yeah. Yep. I like that. So my, uh, anyway, Bruce will be coming here for lunch or for the party tonight. And so I made this fabulous pulled pork. We have these sliders, those Hawaiian, you know, King's Hawaiian buns with these homemade pickles Mm. on this in the pulled pork. And then it's absolutely delicious. You just can't say it's not delicious. Now, will he have a bite, right? And why wouldn't he have a bite? Where'd you get the pork from? Well, it's just, it's just random pork from, uh, from Walmart, okay. right? Like pork. <laughs> right? So he doesn't like pork. Bite, is one bite going to, to change everything? You know? Yeah, no. I see. You know, it's going to go against his beliefs, and that's what the thing is. Now, can he soften his beliefs to allow that in, or will he stand firm and say, no, I can't even have a bite of that? And that's like a personal choice. And he will absolutely, knowing him like I know him, not have one bite of that. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll come back next week with the answer to that. Yeah. One. And yeah. his reasoning is for the animal's sake, not for oh. his body's sake. For his body's sake. For his body's sake. He yeah, he eats beef and chicken, right? Mm. So it's not for the animal's sake. It's for the body's sake. And, but, but think about that. One bite of something is going to change things? No, it's not going to change anything, right? No. Um, unless, you know, it's, it all will affect his belief system. Yeah. Unless, you know, he takes one bite of pork and, oh, my God, he loves it. And then he's like a porkaholic and he just can't stop eating pork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. He might. Hey, you know. Let's see if anyone can tell the difference between turkey bacon and real bacon. Uh, I think that's the easiest taste test you could do. Yes, I you could tell. tell <laughs> definitely. You can definitely tell. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's assume that nothing is right or wrong and it's all neutral. You look at a piece of steak on a plate. What do you think? You might perceive that some poor animals suffered in the process of delivering food to the plate. However, you cannot ever know this to be true. 
You do not know the cow's name, age, or place of birth. You do not know the intentions the animal set prior to its birth. You cannot know the exploration the cow was here to conduct. All you can do is use your imagination to create a story. That story is either empowering or limiting. It is either based in fear and control or love and acceptance. If you want to gravitate toward those aspects of physical reality that support the optimal health of the body, you must firmly plant yourself in a stance of love and acceptance about all things. Very good. Hmm. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay. Your body knows what it's need and what your body knows what it needs and what it does not. Your body will send you inspiring ideas and thoughts when you are in a state of alignment. It has always been sending you these messages, but sometimes you are not in alignment with the system as a whole. You might receive the desire to eat meat, and due to your limiting beliefs and untrained imagination, you discount the thought before it even registers. You might consider how you will be perceived by others. Never mind the body. Think about who you truly are and how you are being. Are you being the being of love and acceptance, or are you living in fear and control? With our love, we are Joshua. So how did that answer land, Sir Dunn? Um, yeah, wonderfully. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still clear from the answer to me that I have some exploration to do and some, you know. Well, it's super interesting because you're here in this um, exploration as a spiritual leader and teacher like we all are, and you've had this journey to get to this place and has led you through everything that you've become. And so you, you probably realize you're very spiritually interested. And so you found this and that and, and ended up where you are now, which from most people's perspective is highly spiritual. And those people follow you would consider you a highly spiritual person. Yet it's still an approach of control, right? And so to let loose of that, when your whole persona is built about being the spiritual leader and teacher and living the life that you thought what that was, and now it's like, hold on, there's more to it than what you thought. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can even even go to the turn the other cheek analogy where you've been looking in this direction for so long and and believing you've kind of like not even been aware of what's going on over Mm -hmm. here. And now you're kind of turning your cheek over here and looking on what's going over here. And so it's bringing up all kinds of limiting beliefs and and positive beliefs and empowering beliefs. And now you're just trying to sort through it all. Yeah. The word that I got when I, I channeled my own answer about this was rumspringer. Yeah. It's like, it's the one year that the Amish kids get to just do whatever. Oh. And so like yeah. after so many years of being so strict, when I was in Europe, it was like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And so some things worked and other things did not. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Yeah. Everything is right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> just an experience. That's Absolutely. all it was. Absolutely. This is what's really great about the Amish lifestyle is that they actually kick the kids out for a year. Yeah. You have to do Rumspringer and then they have to choose to come back or not. And the great majority of them do choose to come back. Yeah. And then, and then from then on, they realize what they had before. So they see everything from another perspective. Yeah. Which is, you know, imagine that being so restrictive, having a year of freedom, and then from that perspective, realizing that what you had was so great before, and that mm-hmm. what the outside world offers is really sort of meaningless compared to how that was going. But well, so, you did, that's, wasn't there a show about that, like an MTV or something kind of yeah. show for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that's what it was called, but I remember seeing this show. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right, so cool. We're all on a journey of discovering. We have a football game to watch. It's That's right. Go blue. <laughs> That's Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Yep. And who are they playing? Uh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You you don't have a DVR in your house? A DVR? No, I we we use um, internet TV. We don't have cable TV or a dish or anything like that. Okay, so internet TV automatically comes with the DVR. So you hit the button, you record it, and then you can no, come in five it. minutes later and skip commercials. No, I mean we don't have any like any machine. We just have a modem. It's 
Oh, oh, just live streaming from wherever. It depends on the TV. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a smart TV, and so I don't need any boxes or anything. But I can't record things, but I can go back and watch things. What do you watch it on? Do you watch it on YouTube TV or something? Uh, this one is going to be on the Fox Sports app. Yeah, so that's got a DVR in it. Oh, yeah. on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes, I can do that. I can go yeah. back and forth. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Technology. Thank you guys <laughs> for being here. Hope you have a wonderful for having weekend. Us. Yeah. Thank you. you. Next week, if anyone wants to ask Joshua a question for this podcast, you can go to I don't know what Joshua questions at Gmail. So. Yes. Okay, Joshua questions at Gmail dot com. Please hit so. follow on this podcast, and if you want to check out more about Joshua, go to the Friends of Joshua Facebook group. Ask to join that. We'll let you in, and all the cool stuff that we're doing in Joshua is there. Also, the teachingsofjoshua.com, and don't forget to watch Joshua Live. Usually, that's re released twice a week. It's a different podcast if you haven't got that yet. Okay. Thanks. Well, don't forget. Tell them that if they're in the Friends of Joshua, you post the Joshua Live on Monday, and they could join us if they wanted to. Yeah. Anyone can join that conversation, which is fun. And now it's getting to like 30-something people every time we do it, so it's a lot of fun to do it. And one day, it'll be like 3,000, 10,000 people, 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Why are you laughing? That would be so interesting to try to get a question in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was like when I saw Abraham. There were 3,000 people there. Yeah. And one guy got two questions. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And, oh, this was funny. because There were, there were um, about 10%, 15% men. And so they had this entire portable bathroom with 10 other bathrooms just for women, said women only. And then there's two bathrooms in this event place. And all the women, I, I, there's a men's side. You had to walk up the stairs, men's side and a woman's side, right? And so there's a line of women down there. And then, so I'm going past the line to get into the men's room because there's no, no men. And then I noticed that all the women are in the men's room too. So <laughs> I'm going to, so I get back in the back of the line and it goes pretty quick. And so in the men's room, it's all women with me, you know. <laughs> Good for them. I don't, yeah, I don't nobody hesitate. Cares, right? yeah, I won't hesitate. There's no line, yeah. though. Everyone's at the sink together and washing their hands and stuff. It was fun. But, um, yeah, it's like you, you can't get a question. Everyone's hand goes up at the same time. It's wow. like, oh, my God. And I was sitting on the right, and every single question was from the left, like wow. way left, like the opposite wow. of where I was. It was fun. Wow. No one from our section ever got picked. It'd be, it'd be cool to have one of those machines that reads heat, like to see if the vibrations, like if there was more of a, an intense vibration on the left than the right, that they, so supposedly that's how they choose people, right? By their vibrations. Right. Yeah. Well, it's more of a, yeah, the vibration that resonates with the question that they want to go for next. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Which didn't seem like it had a structure to it. You know, Joshua, it seems like this, it's all tied together and, Starts at one place and then all comes around and ends at the same place again. Yeah. It, what was interesting is that the first person was chosen was a woman, and then everyone else uh, was a man, and there was only one other woman. So there wow. was like fifteen men and two women in that. Wow! So that's maybe that the men have to have that much stronger of a vibration to be a part of the community. Oh, I don't know. It was interesting because yeah. it's mostly women, right? Yeah, it's very interesting. But everyone's like, oh, another man, another man, another man. And then Damn those men. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got to go. I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.